0: Welcome to the Baseball podcast fantasy show. I'm Rose Adam Caster here as always my co-host Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing?
1: Full of COVID, Adam. How are you?
0: I'm good. <laughs> I I know that I know that's right. Like usually yeah, if you would say that it is. you'd be full of shit, but no, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, unfortunately. Sadly.
1: Sadly. That is that is the reality of the situation. Best of luck to you and your recovery. Thank you. Thank you. I feel I mean, I feel fine. I feel fine. I mean, for the most part, symptoms have been pretty mild all around. You know, it hasn't been anything that's been too too crippling. Oh, really?
0: But no, I'll pull up some texts.
1: I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, I was in pretty pretty bad shape, pretty bad shape. But then I, you know, I tested, I tested positive on Saturday, and then after I tested positive uh, Saturday, I I was, I was fine. I mean, I was watching college football all day after i tested positive so it's just kind of like you know nirvana what else was i gonna be really doing anyway so it's kind of like when you get your your
0: tonsils taken out and they mm -hmm. say oh you can have all the ice cream that you want
1: correct correct kind of and then and then after that you know i've just been i've just been hanging out isolating doing my doing my thing and then i'm off of isolation saturday and then after i go to the yankees mets game so just about making sure I recover for that. Yeah. Anyway, how's your life, uh, Adam? It was good. You know, I forgot. I forgot what um, what to say already. I I, I sincere. I sincerely apologize. Uh, shana, shana thank you. Thank you. I, I'm I'm learning about your culture. I'm learning yes. about your culture. Shana so, tava, uh, sir.
0: Thank you. By the time this comes out. Um, we'll be on the we'll be on day two of Rosh Hashanah, so exciting stuff! Um, beautiful holiday, wonderful holiday. It's
1: my favorite holiday. Stop that! <laughs> see, it is. See, it's great. It's great. See, since I've started to really learn about your culture within the last fifteen minutes, I've decided that Rosh Hashanah is my favorite holiday. Until, well, I, until I... we until we get to Yom Kippur.
0: I don't know. Do you like Yom Kippur enough to not eat for a whole day? No,
1: no, no, I do not. All right, then. And, but then we go to Hanukkah, and then Hanukkah might be my favorite. Well, there are a bunch of holidays in between that. But... Yes, yes, of course. But I, I'm more centering around the, like, the major ones. The major ones that, that a good little Christian boy with literally no Jewish in him whatsoever would be able to easily understand and grasp onto that they are actual holidays.
0: Well, it's basically just the ones you get off from school for.
1: Okay. Let's just do, let's do a little thing right now before, before we get into the main crux of the podcast. I, I want you to quiz me on something, Adam. Okay. The non-major Jewish holidays. Hit me yes. with them and ask me if I've heard of them. Have you heard of Sukkot? No. Simchat
0: Torah. Huh? <laughs> I can't That's even say
1: it. Let alone heard of it.
0: No. Okay. Have you heard of uh, Shavuot?
1: Honestly, I feel like you're making this up.
0: No. Shavuot's a real holiday. No. What about Yom HaShoah? I know you've heard of that one. You probably Yom remember... Yom Yeah. It's the... It's... You know it better in English, but... I'm failing this miserably. It's it's Holocaust Remembrance Day. Day of mourning. Same kind of deal.
1: Literally. Goes to show you, I know nothing.
0: Yeah, no. I, well, honestly... That's about as much as I expected it to. Uh, that's as much as I expected you to know, frankly.
1: Nothing. Nothing.
0: Well, besides but, me quizzing you on your culture. You about, but, sorry. Yes. Besides me quizzing you on, on my culture and all the Jewish holidays and stuff like that, I did want to do something that uh, I didn't tell you about before we went on <laughs> air. But let's talk about the draft that we had last week.
1: God, it feels like five years ago. Doesn't it? It
0: literally does. <laughs> a lot has happened since then. A lot has happened since then. But why don't we talk about our teams? Fuck. All right. So my team, I don't think I did a I don't think I did great in this draft, to be honest. Um, so my team is Matthew Stafford, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, Stefan Diggs, Brandon Ayuk, Corland Sutton. TJ Hawkinson, Chris Carson, Broncos defense, Jason Myers, Miles Gaskin, Michael Gallup, Curtis Samuel, Jamal Williams, Tyler Higbee, Latavius Murray, and Derek Carr.
1: Well, the good news for both you and for I is that Brian Flores did confirm today that Miles Gaskin is number one running back for the Miami Dolphins. So yes. that is fantastic news. For both of us, I did end up keeping Miles Gaskin in, our, in my keeper league. So I have Miles Gaskin, you have Miles Gaskin. Now we have the number one running back for the Dolphins. High five.
0: Yeah. High
1: five. Fuck the Dolphins, but still. Fuck the Dolphins, but. The, thank one, you.
0: Cha- the, the one change that I made is I drafted Jalen Rieger with like one of my later picks, but I dropped him in favor of Derek Carr because I needed a backup quarterback. Derek Carr. Uh, yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah, I I was going to name my team Dude, Where's My Car? But it didn't have enough characters.
1: See, I'm shocked you didn't go pick up Fitzpatrick. No. Well, I'm going to be starting. That is is a friend of yours.
0: No, I don't know. He's burned many bridges.
1: I mean, I'm shocked you didn't go pick up Zachy Poe. I was actually considering drafting him, to be honest with you. I am not surprised. You Homer people doesn't shock me in the slightest um I don't think your team is that bad honestly um I think your running backs are great Kamara Robinson I mean I, I'll ask you 24th overall you drafted James Robinson was that a yes. reach for you or was that the kind of spot that you wanted to get him at I think
0: it was a reach because I didn't think I was gonna I don't think I was gonna get him on the way back like in my with my next pick.
1: All right, so you wanted to make sure that 24th overall third round that you had him locked up, signed sealed delivered.
0: With the way that the running backs were going, they're like I don't think James Robinson would have made it to round 4. Fair.
1: Fair and he probably would not have. I think that is a that is a fair assessment. Yeah. My one Monday morning quarterback thing for me
0: ironically is about quarterbacks. I feel like I waited too long to get Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was I have to say I'm really surprised with how this draft went on a lot of levels. One of the things that I was really surprised about was how people in this league went not only did they go double quarterback, but they went double tight end as well. That to me was such a huge surprise that people were going double everything. Like even I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. Uh, I just got to find it. Well, one team drafted Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. That's besides the point, (laughs) but like, ah, okay, here's a good one. The team that drafted Russell Wilson also drafted Trevor Lawrence. There's that. The team that no okay. This team is civilized. Good job, Matt. Uh, Let's see. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, this is a good example. The team that drafted Loken Thomas also drafted Noah Fan. Two tight ends that are basically going in the same sort of area code. Like, why? Why? It, it, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It doesn't them, it doesn't add up.
0: Here's another one. So the team that draft, there's a team that drafted Dak, Joe Burrow, Evan Ingram, and Darren Waller. Ew. All four on the same team. Ew.
1: Why? They got a lot of Dallas players, actually. This is not a me team team team. either, because I I don't have Darren Waller anywhere. I was going to say, this is not my team.
0: No, this is, uh, I can't say say the
1: person, but. Uh, I think I know the team. Hold on. Yep. Yep. I know the person. I mean, it's a good team. Dak, no, it is Zeke, a good team. Chubb, Wow, I have Zeke, Chubb, in another league, too. That's actually kind of crazy. Dak, Zeke, Chubb, Godwin, Moore, T. Higgins, Darren Waller, Juju, Steelers D, Greg Zerline, Rojo, LaVisca, Chenault, Naeem Hines, Michael Pittman, Tony Polaroid, Joe Burrow, and Evan Ingram. Yeah, it's a good team. That's a good team. I, I actually like that team a lot. I thought Jake was in this league. I'm, no. I, I'm kind of surprised that he isn't. No, he is not. He said he could only do one, and he was either going to do the column or he's going to do this. And I said, "I need you for the con. So there you go. He's, he is in the colon. Um, Adam, what would you grade your team? I would probably give my team a, a B plus. A B plus, and you don't, and you
0: didn't like it. You still gave yourself a B plus. Well, I think that my running backs are really good. I think I prior. I you could really tell which positions I prioritize. The only thing I would change is the quarterback, but I still like Matt Stafford.
1: Well, I will say this. If Matt Stafford, if Matt Stafford gets hurt, you could be in some trouble.
0: Yeah, I'd be starting Derek Carr, which is not ideal.
1: Or you're picking up Fitzpatrick, or you're picking up Big Ben, or you're or you're hopefully, you know, pursuing that someone like Trey Lance becomes the starter in San Fran and you go pick him up. I mean, there are a lot of options at quarterback. I wouldn't be too worried about it. All you really need is 15 points from the starter anyway, and, and you're uh, and you're good to go. But
0: you were picking all, all
1: of the players that I had on my watch list, essentially.
0: Everybody that I was looking at, you were picking all of them. Every well, single I,
1: one. I also would like to point out that all the guys that I had drafted were literally guys on my keeper league team last year. Ooh. Almost identical. McCaffrey, Metcalf, Robinson, Cooper were all on that team last year. It's like I couldn't make it up. Couldn't make it up and that team finished third. So it's like I'm running it back. But I got Brady, McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, which I didn't really love. DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Gronk. Got that Brady-Gronk stack. You love to see it. Robbie Anderson, Miami D, Young Hue Koo, my guy. Everyone needs a little Young Hue Koo in their life. Damian Harris, Brandon Cooks, Michael Carter, Jalen Hurts, Shuba Hubbard, Tevin Coleman, Jared Cook, and on the IR, it is Michael Thomas. Ugh. Oh, my God. God, I just, got the, I just got the chills saying that name. Oof, might have to hang up. You might have to hang up and go take a. <laughs> This shower, something now I feel disgusting and it's not the COVID. Ugh. You know, I could, I could have probably had a better quarterback if I didn't have such a massive hatred for Tom Brady. Cause Tom Brady fell in this draft. He did. And I didn't want to take Tom Brady. I took Jalen hurts first. I wanted to avoid Tom Brady because I, cause I had him in a different spot and I'm like, I don't want Tom Brady. I want to go get somebody else. And then Tom Brady just kept falling and falling and falling. I'm like, well, I got to take him now. <laughs> But uh, anyway, what, what grade would you give your team? I would give it a B. Give it a B. I'm definitely more uh, impartial than than some people on this podcast. Uh, I'd give it a B. I mean, it's, it's really? solid. You told now. me
0: that your team was a wagon.
1: It is a wagon, and it's a B. Okay. There's no such thing as an A-plus team coming out of a draft. A-plus teams always finish last coming out of drafts. Always. Always. Could
0: I mean, you could have been a bit more generous with it. What would you What would you say? I would give your team like an A minus. Thank you, thank you. Well, you you like it way more than I do, because I I like your well. Your receivers are amazing for thank one you. thing. You know, McCaffrey is McCaffrey. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe I I can kind of see your thought process because your depth is kind of not the best.
1: I don't I don't know. That's interesting because I actually like the depth that I have in this team. I actually like it. Well,
0: it's interesting. Well, okay. I mean, Damien Harris, obviously, he's the number one guy in New England.
1: Oh, I love him. I and absolutely love him.
0: You have Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman. So you have whoever is going to be starting for the Jets, and Chuba Hubbard is your sleeper. And more like my, more like my
1: handcuffed McCaffrey.
0: Or, I mean, he could be a sleeper,
1: too. No, he has no sleeper <laughs> potential to me. He's just the handcuff for McCaffrey. All right. And then unless, you have... Unless it's Royce Freeman. Unless it's Royce Freeman. Yeah. That's a name. But, no, Chuba Hubbard has no sleeper or anything. He is just the handcuff to McCaffrey. That's it. And, I mean, Brandon
0: Cooks has potential also. Yeah, on just a team, a guy. on a
1: team that's going to be diabolical. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think it's a good team. Thank you. Thank you. See you in week two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See you in week two. Uh, do you want to hear my, uh, my keeper league team very quick before we move on to news and notes and then we're talking about the call. Yep. I won't talk too much about it. I just want to hear a great. I'll warn you. It mm-hmm. is not a me team. Okay. It is not a me team. I had to do a lot of different things because I was short on draft picks in a lot of different spots. So I had to be really creative with how I built this team. Just tell me what you think. Okay. I drafted from the 10. From the 10. Mr. Tannehill. Okay. Great guy. Love it. Great guy. Austin Eckler. Miles Gaskin. Great guy. Great guy. Love him. Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith Schuster, Steelers defense, young way Koo. Everyone needs a little young way in their lives. Josh Jacob, Sody, Michelle Kenyon Drake, the bad man, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Jackson, Kadarius, Tony, Tevin Coleman. And my son, Cam Akers. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. K-Maker's on the IR. It's in my keeper league, and he gets to be a 14th round keeper next year if I really want him. My son. I wonder who you
0: picked in the first round. Did you pick Kelsey in the first round? Nope.
1: Really? Nope. Eckler. Eckler. That's a good pick. Eckler, and then – well, it's a 10 out of 10, so – I guess you. I guess you could say I picked Kelsey in the first round, but technically, I picked Kelsey first. I, I, excuse me. I knew I picked Eckler at ten. That's what I wanted, but then it was between Jonathan Taylor and Travis Kelsey. And I so said, if I want to if I want to be as safe as they come right now, I'm going with Kelsey, and I did. Okay. I mean.
0: When you first, the first couple names, I thought it was a me team. Like, I thought I drafted this team in my sleep because mm-hmm. I love, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Austin Eckler. So. You think the ultimate floor guy. Ultimate floor guy. Well, you like to, you like to have that sort of certainty. in such an uncertain game, like fantasy football. Right. As far as a grade, I give that team
1: a B plus. Really? I think, I think it's a good team. Really? Really? I- I gen- I'm genuinely surprised. It's, well, okay. It's more like a B, more closer to a B than a B. Even then, I'm genuinely
0: surprised. I The one, qu- the one like kind of thing, uh, area you need to shore up is receiver because receivers aren't ideal. But I like Met- yeah. Met- Metcalf is very good, of course.
1: See, I'm very intrigued.
0: I'm very Dude. intrigued by that. Did you there? I mean, Jerry Judy, of course, has a lot of potential to break out uh, this comet this year. And Metcalf is Metcalf. And the running backs are pretty solid as well. You have Travis Kelsey, who is your four, basically your fourth receiver, who's a an absolute anomaly.
1: I was going to say, you could make a case that Kelsey is like your wide receiver one, the second wide receiver one that I have. I'm just playing at a tight end, which
0: is great. It's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And it, it, it does give the positional advantage over everybody else. And I actually – I'll tell a quick story about that. Quick, quick story okay. about the whole Kelsey situation. So I was going through. I was really thinking about what I wanted to do. I was feeling eh, Sunday. Like with all the things that have been going on. Like I get to a point where like at around 5.30, 6 o'clock, I get tired. I get tired and just like, I want to go to bed. I'm like, I'm shot, but I had a draft at eight 30. So I'm just like, shit. So I'm doing research. I'm thinking things through. And I don't know if this was tired brain talking or if this was just the epiphany of all epiphanies that said to me, why don't you take Travis Kelsey?
0: It's like your like it
1: Lord Kermit. The second that it came into my head, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that is what I think I want to do. It's to take Kelsey. And also, I did not think that Austin Eckler was going to be there for me. I thought it was going to be Jonathan Taylor. I thought I was going to go Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, and then bam, done. When I saw it was Eckler, and then I took Kelsey. Oh, oh. The ultimate floor plays at PPR. Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey. Great guys.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I think that it's kind of interesting the way that that works. I mean, I did my draft like while I was working. So that's probably why I was like, oh, man, I really didn't focus. I I didn't focus on it as much as I could as I would have wanted to.
1: Well, to be fair, Adam, I did this draft half dead.
0: (laughs) That's true. So I
1: this draft took about three hours. By the time we were like round 13 or 14, I was like this. And this is terrible radio. I apologize. But I had my head in my hands just like, can we please get this done <laughs> so I could just go to bed? Yeah, no, I feel that. I was I was fucking done. I was fucking done. And, and one more thing. One more yes. thing. This is not a tangent. This is constructive to our conversation. Okay. Do you hate it? When people, when we're in like round 14 or 15 and people take for fucking ever to make a goddamn pick. Yes.
0: The funny, the funniest part about our draft was to start when somebody asked you to change the the pick clock and you just made it longer when everybody was like, no, you should make it short. You just, everybody wanted to make it shorter, but you just ended up making it longer.
1: No, he wanted it longer. You wanted it longer. Really? Yes. Because I was in, I was in a draft with him the next night. And his, his pick clock was three minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but his his drafts are way different than mine. Way different than mine. Because he, all of his pick, picks are three, everyone takes three minutes and you have breaks in between. So you have four breaks. Whereas you you have, five, you have yeah. four five-minute breaks. Which I like. I like. I think that's more intense for a lot of people. But for me, I enjoy it. So that way I can just go because the way I am is I'm studying the board. Like I'm not like what I noticed in this draft and the keeper draft was, you know, people were talking to each other. No one was really paying attention to what other people were doing during, you know, in between picks. Whereas with me, I'm studying the board. I want to see who's going to be there. Like I'm not going to fuck around when my pick comes up unless I'm really in between guys where with what I think a lot of people do is they don't know who the fuck they're taking and the clock comes up and it's on them. And it's like, okay, let's see, let's see who's there. Like they don't have a fucking clue who just went in the previous 19 picks before they're finally magically up. Well, the annoying thing is like, so, you
0: know, so on ESPN, they have have a little Matthew Barry sound clip whenever something happens in your draft. Mm -hmm. And so whenever somebody's taken off of your watch list, it's like, oh, I guess they had his, Matthew Barry's like, oh, I guess they had their eye on him too. So I was like working and I could hear through my headphones, oh, I guess that I could hear that sound clip like five times. Like, oh, fuck. I have to really go back, go go to the other tab and just rethink my entire strategy.
1: And yeah. Well, who was, who was the one that was stealing your guys the most? You. Good. Piece of shit. Hey, Jake did it to me. I did it to you. Well, Jake did it to us. True, true, true. Very true. He did it to our team. My team. All right, my team. Our team. Our
0: team. Shut the fuck our, t- our, team. our team. Our team. News and notes. <clears throat> news and notes. A lot of this is injury related.
1: My news and notes. <laughs> Fine, I'll just leave them. Oh. oh. Um, Yeah,
0: so news and notes. A lot of it's injuries. A lot of it is. Well, a lot of it's injuries. Some of it is contract stuff because Mark Andrews just signed a four year $56 million extension with the Ravens. Man's got paid on his birthday. On his
1: birthday, too. Nonetheless, happy birthday, King. What a guy. I know. Love him. Good for him. What a guy. Absolutely love him. Sad I only have him in one league, but one league is better than no leagues. Happy birthday, Mark Andrews. What a guy.
0: Yeah, his 26th birthday was on Monday. Great guy. Great Great guy. guy. God, he's, uh, wow, he's only a year older than us. He's 26? Yeah, he just turned 26.
1: So we were 25 when Mark Andrews is 25. If only for albeit briefly.
0: Well, for you, it was a couple months, but for me, it was a couple weeks.
1: Fucking hell, Adam, what did we do wrong? I know. Well, that's what I mean. Sam
0: Darnold is the same age as us.
1: Zach Wilson is younger than us. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that's not that crazy. How does it feel? How does it feel to idolize a guy that's younger than you? It's weird. It's Very, very. This is this is this is adulthood. That's what this is. No, I, that's like how I feel about Bukayo Saka. It's the same thing. Like, I fucking love him, and then I realize, wow, he's fucking twenty. Yeah, it's weird. Like I was idolizing and loving a kid that was a teenager. Like that's weird.
0: Well, Phil Foden's like, what is he like twenty-two now, or he's probably the same age as Saka.
1: I thought Phil Foden was like twenty.
0: He's he's pretty young too.
1: I thought he was really, I thought he was really young, and I think I think Greenwood is.
0: 21, 22. I mean, we're gone. Are the days where all of our idols are like in there? Like, yeah, we're the same age as the as the players that as our favorite players.
1: But fuck Greenwood, and fuck Man United.
0: Fuck Man United is correct, and also fuck Chase Utley. Fuck Chase Utley. Sure.
1: <laughs> anybody else? Anybody else? You want to say fuck to Adam? We're in a fucking mood.
0: Fuck Tom Brady.
1: Mm, I don't know about that one. Fuck Tottenham. <laughs> Come on, Adam. You know you want to say it. Come Fuck on. the city of Philadelphia. Here, I got one we both can agree on. Fuck Harry Kane. Fuck Harry Kane. Yeah, Adam. <laughs> All right, do we, have any, do we have news and notes? I don't know how we got here.
0: We what do have we news and notes. The news and notes... The way that we got here is because we were talking about Mark Andrews's contract extension that he signed on his birthday. And we were talking about how all of our favorite players are the same age as us. Great guy. Love him. But let's talk about injuries. And that's the, ba- the main bit of news and notes.
1: I feel like I feel like this is this is like a, a, a semi-extension of like starter sit with injuries. We're getting that time, Adam. We're getting that time. to coming back. 48
0: hours away. It's coming back. The starter meter is making its return.
1: That's coming in about mm, 20,
0: 25 minutes. (laughs) So the big news as far as injuries is a couple of players that have been cleared to play or at least trending in that direction. Uh, DeAndre Swift said he's ready. They said he's ready to go. Dan Campbell did ready to go for week one. Uh, Brandon Aik has returned to practice, which which is good. Good sign. Clyde Clyde Bertolaire was cleared to play.
1: So was Darrell Williams as well?
0: Yep. And that's more important for our team. Both of those players, really. Swift and literally is going to say two of them. Swift and Clyde, both being cleared, are huge for our team. Um, And then another thing is... Well, we could also talk about, you know, Noah Fant. He's expected to be ready for the season opener with that leg issue. But the one thing is Justice Hill tore his Achilles out for the season, and the Ravens have been bringing in a couple of familiar faces. They tried to put a claim in for Royce Freeman. Yes, but they're bringing in Lev Bell for a tryout. Who knows?
1: Fuck that. Who knows? That would be awful.
0: Full heel turn, chaotic, evil, Le'Veon Bell with the Ravens.
1: Truly, that would be the heel turn of all heel turns.
0: I mean, you know, holding out for a season and then going to the Jets, yada, yada, yada. That's something. But going to Baltimore, holy shit. (sighs) Speaking of Freemans, Devonta Freeman also worked out for the Ravens
1: after being cut by the saints.
0: Yep. And he was, uh, he was with the giants for, for a
1: bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we'll talk more about Ayuk later in the week, but we'll talk, we'll be talking about Clyde and Swift in a matter of minutes. So um, I don't think there's really too much that I want to go talking about there, considering we're only just going to be talking about them again anyway. So, well,
0: I think before we do that and talk about, our lineup for our co-owned team, the yeah. Logan Paulson fan club.
1: Great, great team.
0: What do you think this means for the Ravens? As far as justice Hill going down.
1: I think it means they're going to be bringing in a third running back. You don't think they're ready to promote Tyson Williams. I think justice Hill was the third guy anyway. Okay. Yeah, I I think I think all they're doing now is they're bringing in a guy that could be the two A, two B, maybe third running back there, to Gus Edwards being the number one guy. So I think a lot of people who maybe drafted Gus Edwards in the third or the fourth round, you know, maybe they saw them try and claim Royce Freeman. They're like, oh fuck. And then now it's you know the whole Le'Veon Bell discussion and Devontae Freeman. And they're like, oh fuck, you know, here we go. What did I just do? You you can't be entirely surprised that they're br- they're trying to bring somebody else in. You, you you just can't be. You cannot be surprised.
0: No, of course not. Because these are two guys. I mean, Gus Edwards has been around for a couple of years now, but Tyson Williams is is a young is a young player.
1: Right, he's great. You know,
0: you, you can't expect those two guys to be your running back room.
1: And what happens if, God forbid, one of those players gets injured? Right. Very He's very, very, very green. So, you know, my, my recommendation is, you know, they have a very, very nice week one matchup versus the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Hope Gus Edwards has a game where he gets into the end zone. And maybe you can trade him if it really worries you that much. But for me, it doesn't because I had been expecting this. Honestly since J.K. Dobbins got hurt that I was expecting them. They were going to bring in somebody.
0: But now it just makes it even more likely.
1: Now it's all, now the fact is only exacerbated even more with the fact that Justice Hill is now out. Yep. You like that word, Adam? Exacerbated? I do. It's a fun word. It, it, it is a great word to say. It's a big word. It shows that you are cultured. Maybe it's a word that your people use as members of the 1%. Did I use it correctly? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. So you want to move in and talk about our team? Our team specifically? I mean. Our team. I mean, sure. And as far as lineup decisions, I think this is a pretty easy week. Don't, as far as lineups are concerned, right? I think we should start, we should just start the lineup that we kind of drafted at this point and see what happens as far as Uh, volatility is concerned. I wouldn't say it's
1: easy by
0: any means. We have a couple of options at, at the flex spot or even at one of the receiver spots. If Julio Jones is hampered in any way we could put in either Corey Davis or Marquise Hollywood Brown.
1: Well, let's just start position by position quarterback. We have Justin Herbert. We don't have a single other quarterback on this roster. So, it's Justin Herbert. It's full send with Herbert. So yep. that's it there. Then we then the two running back spots, it's Derrick Henry, who is never coming out. And then it's Clyde. That's the decision that has to be made with Clyde is just how healthy is he? And where do we exactly want to play him? My overall thinking is – We're going to have to play one of Clyde or Swift. It's just a matter of which guy are we more comfortable playing, one or both. And if we don't want to play one, who would we rather play? That's really the question that I have. Looking at the receivers, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Robbie Anderson, I think they're all fine. We'll get to Keenan Allen in a second because there is something a a bit eh there. And then tight end, there's a bit of a question mark there between Robert Tunyon and Tyler Higby. I mean, it's going to be tight end musical chairs every single week on the show because that's just the way of the beast when you are drafting a tight end as late as we did. Rams, that's our defense. We're probably not going to be touching them for majority of the season. And kicker, we're not touching Jason Sanders at all. So, Adam, I mean, where do you want to start the – the debate i mean you do you want to start it around whether or not we're going to start clyde or or swift i think that
0: that should be the spot to start because that's pretty important because i mean that that also it doesn't just affect us it, it has a ripple because it affects um everybody else too
1: it's weird it, 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 it's a tough one no really, not even a tough one
0: not like it affects everybody else and like people are probably um dealing with this sort of situation as well. Not the exact situation, but they have a guy who may not be completely healthy and they're like, well, what do you want me to do here? Like, what do you, as far as starting this person? So yeah. Um, I think that I like Clyde. These are two guys. These are two guys that kind of, they're both big parts of the offense. um, But their roles are kind of like undefined almost like, You just don't know what their offenses look like because it it seemed last year that Andy Reid didn't trust Clyde at all, and you know he felt the need towards
1: the Reds, especially in the red zone,
0: right? And they felt the need to bring in uh, Le'Veon Bell when he was cut by the Jets. Um, and you know that Patrick Mahomes has the rushing upside. You know that really the Chiefs' offense is pass first, and you know that for the Lions it's going to be run through Hawkinson and Swift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me personally, it's week one. I can't I don't think we can be really cute with this lineup. Like obviously we drafted Deandre Swift knowing the health issues we drafted Clyde knowing the ankle issue. I don't think it's one that we have to be get, have to get really, really cute about this early on. Um, You know, obviously, benching
0: a guy that you draft in the second round is not a, is not great.
1: In week one, in in week week one. one. Yeah. You, you, you play your studs right, right off the rip. And, you know, you, you see, you see what they do. Um, Yeah. And and honestly, you know, the way I look at it too is we're going to have to start one anyway, because what's the, what's the backup plan? we're going to start Javante Williams or we're going to start Javante Williams at RB two. And then we're going to start Corey Davis at flex. Mm, Probably not.
0: At this point, I'd rather have a running back at flex and running back like, like DeAndre Swift at flex is pretty
1: solid. Agreed. And, and and even, even if Deandre Swift is able to record six or seven receptions, that's the beautiful thing about full point PPR is he could still get those 15 points. And, we're chilling and we're completely chilling. So, yeah, I think where we're at with Derrick Henry, Clyde, Swift, I'm comfortable with those guys being in our lineup for for week one. What about the receivers? Well, Keenan Allen is a bit of a concern. I think that's just because the Chargers – Did not play a single starter during the preseason at any point at all. I mean, I don't know if Justin Herbert is that established where, you know, he doesn't, he shouldn't be playing at least one snap in the preseason, but that's just me. So they could be a little rusty week one against a Washington defense that is very, very good on the road, cross country, on the road, road, cross country. Yeah. That is one o'clock start, too. Yeah that is a problem. and you know we could we could very easily say we're not going to do it, right? so what are our options if we want to go in a different a different way? there's Tua, there's Matt Ryan, there's Big Ben, there's Baker, there's Kirk Cousins against Cincinnati, not terrible. there's Fitzpatrick There's the new Tom Brady and Mac Jones. Don't even. Adam, I'm going to suggest this. I'm going to suggest this. The new Tom Brady? No, 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 no. I'm not going to suggest the new Tom Brady. Oh. I suggest we stream Jameis Winston.
0: (sighs) Or we could pick Matty Ice. Who's going up against the Philadelphia
1: defense that's kind of okay at home too at home at home too well I look at it also right and say we are going to pick up a quarterback who are we dropping It's a good question um who are we dropping can't drop anybody right now
0: no a lot of these players are worth it like you like yeah, I mean, if, if we drop J.D. McKissick, who will probably be the most likely candidate for being dropped. Yeah. He will be picked up in, like, snap of the fingers.
1: By Jake Simone, who is the proud owner of Antonio Gibson. Correct. I believe. No, well, I lied. It's we not should Jake.
0: know. We're playing him.
1: Let's I speak. lied. I lied. It's not Jake. It is not Jake. I, I sincerely apologize, Jake. I really thought you had Antonio Gibson. You know, it might
0: be. I mean, Jake might pick him up too, just because Jake likes uh JD McKissick.
1: Jake likes players that I like. That's what you meant to say. Yes. That's what you meant to say. Got it. I'm trying to see who the fuck who the fuck is Antonio Gibson? Gibby, 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 gibby. What is Antonio Gibson?
0: Uh, LNA Jesus piece has Antonio Gibson.
1: Wow. Literally the one team I didn't check. Yeah. There. Okay. Okay. Well, again, uh, my point is very much the same. If we're going to pick up Matt Ryan or if we're going to pick up Kirk Cousins, who I like Kirk Cousins a lot. I have him as a top 15 play for the week. If we're picking one of them up, who are we dropping?
0: Well, I would say the likely candidate would be McKissick. More than likely. Yeah. Because you're not dropping Javante Williams. You, you, we spent a good draft pick on him, and we have hope that he'll be – that he could potentially be the starter in Denver. We're not dropping the greatest receiver in the NFL,
1: Corey Davis. Absolutely not. It'd be like dropping Jerry Rice.
0: We're not dropping Jamal Williams, who is our handcuff to Swift. We're not dropping Correct. Hollywood Brown because we also have high hopes for him as a receiver. We're not drafting our backup tight end in Higby. And we're not drafting our we're not dropping uh Jeremy McNichols, who is our handcuff for Derrick Henry.
1: Correct. So we're in a bind. We either gotta drop some of value or we just gotta ride it out with Herbert. But I think I think we just gotta ride it out with Herbert.
0: Probably. But eventually we do need to get a backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, we're going to need a backup quarterback eventually. But um, for right now, we just got to ride it out. Let week one see itself. And next week, come back and uh, see how we did. And, uh, you know, make improvements from there. Because next week's waivers are the most important waivers of the year.
0: Yes. Just yeah, to, to see back, how everything went. We're going to need a backup quarterback around, say, week seven, which is when Justin Herbert's buy is.
1: Correct. One more thing. Yes. One more thing before we go and we do our our first game preview of the year. Our first one. How mm-hmm. exciting! How exciting! Um, Tyler Higby or Robert Tunyon? Who would you rather?
0: This is tough. Really I tough. Think I, yeah. Oh, let's see. Packers against the Saints in the Little is the Little, Little Caesars. No, it's the Caesars Sportsbook Superdome. It's some betting company, isn't it? Yeah.
1: The not Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Not Mercedes-Benz Superdome anymore. And then... um, Tyler Higby on Sunday night against, yeah, the, against the Bears. Against the Bears. Against the Bears in Stan's, uh, Stan's pals.
0: Oh, actually, it's not in the Superdome. That's right. That game is going to be at, in Jacksonville. Ah, oh, that's right, because the storm. It's right. Yes.
1: All right, so um, it'll, be, it'll be neutral site.
0: Yes, neutral site in Jacksonville, Green Bay, New Orleans. But New Orleans has more, still has the advantage kind of because Jacksonville is closer to Louisiana than it is to Green Bay. True. Very it's shorter, true. It's a shorter travel.
1: True. Um, if it helps you at all, I have in my ranks, doesn't help. I'll, let, I'll, be, I'll warn you right now. I have Robert Tunyon at nine. I have Tyler Higby at ten.
0: That doesn't really help. I mean, no. I
1: I I'd be I lean towards Robert Tunyon. Well, here's how I decide tiebreakers, and this is, I guess, something that everyone can kind of take note of. Is <clears throat> excuse me, drinks opponent. Sorry, COVID. It happens. Um, here's here's how I check. So what I do is I go to the like I just check my opponent's team and I kind of see what he has going in terms of matchups so I'm looking at our opponent's team I see he's got New Orleans 425 uh, a one o'clock a one o'clock 425 again 425 one Monday night at eight Thursday night Sunday and then Sunday I could say I would say two things one if I want to have a piece of Sunday night just so I can potentially get more points, Higby's the guy, but we have the Rams defense. We have Sunday night already in this team. We could keep Tunyon because it also neutralizes a little bit of anything that Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers, of course, is the starter for Jake's team. So if Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdowns, but three of those touchdowns are to Robert Tunyon. Jake is going to off himself.
0: Yes, because those touchdowns are not are not going to Devonte Adams, who Jake has.
1: Correct. Jake is going to log off of ESPN for the day, and he is going to go rant and rave about it on Twitter, and then also on the Jets Way podcast, and then also the Jets Way podcast. Yes, go check it out. Great platform. Great people. Great people live there. Um, so i I think we go Tunyon. I think it's a defensive play. I think it's a good move. We have something in Sunday night. It's not exactly the most entertaining thing to have in Sunday night, but it's something. Yeah. I think. Well,
0: we basically have a piece of all the action except for we don't have anybody going on Thursday night and we're not going to be putting in Mark. We're not going to be putting in Hollywood Brown just so we can have a piece of Monday night against the uh, against the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we're done. We're done after Sunday. We're under Sunday, so we'll be able to uh to, come on, to Watch. come on on Monday and uh and talk about how the team did.
0: And hope the birthday boy Mark Andrews has a terrible game
1: against the Raiders. Depends. Depends, because I do have Mark Andrews in a spot. So I may need Mark Andrews to do something, but not a lot. We'll see. We'll see. It 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 just depends on you know what the situation is. But yeah, we'll uh we'll have to. We'll have to assess that situation when we, when we, uh, when we get there, Adam. Are you ready for a game preview?
0: Yes. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. We haven't even played a game yet and all the injury and the injury reports are like miles long. Get used to it. Um. So for Dallas. The big news was that Zach Martin has been placed on the COVID-19 list and he will be out for Thursday's game.
1: Disastrous. Yep. Like, literally, literally, that actually outside of Dak, that's like the one guy that I would have said, yeah, we can't lose him.
0: Well, hopefully he'll be back in time for uh, next week's game against, who who is Dallas playing?
1: The Chadges. Oh. The Chadges. But that's the big. that's the big thing for Dallas. It stands piece of shit place.
0: And then for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, as far as injuries, nothing crazy. You know, we're not seeing Tom Brady's weekly appearance on the injury report. Not yet. Not yet.
1: Uh, I mean, there is one thing. And uh, Dominican Sue was activated from the COVID-19 list. So he'll play. That's good. Other than that. Nothing new for the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, you want to make a bet, Adam? You want to make a? What are you betting? What are you betting? Will Jerry Jones be in Tampa on Thursday? Yes or no? I think yes. Fuck, alright, something to bet. Because I, I was good. I would have said yes. Okay. I would have said yes, just so he can uh, see what it feels like to see a Super Bowl banner raised. It's been a while. I have a.
0: Speaking of betting, it's funny that you brought this up. Oh boy, because ESPN's Pick Center has the spread at at eight. I'm not surprised. Minus eight for Tampa Bay. Take it.
1: Take it. Okay. blocks in the points. Do it.
0: And then the over under at fifty one point five.
1: Under. I think this is going to be a sloppy game. I do too. I do too. I'm go- I'm going bucks cover under. That's the way I would do it. That's
0: and the then, way I would roll. As far as the players that, um, you know, starting or sitting, we we have the return of the starter meter. Starter meter. Yes. Oh, I love it. Woof.
1: Starter is great.
0: Dallas. Starting off with Dallas. Dallas.
1: Dallas. Dallas.
0: Deep in the heart of Texas. Dallas. Dallas. Dakota Rain Prescott. Where is he on your start meter? Six. Oh, really? Just Six. Six. I would love to not start him if you can afford it. But you have to. And th- at this point, you have to start. I mean, Dak. you don't have to do anything. No. Well, listen, you paid a premium to draft Dak Prescott. Yes. True. You would be. It would be a dumb
1: uh, use of your investment well, to not start Dak Prescott. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, what if you have Matt Ryan? What if Matt Ryan's a backup? Someone that you just were splurging over for the last 10 minutes. I would still start Dak. In right. that situation, right. I, I I applaud you. I applaud you for back for backing up your word. Then
0: I like Matt Ryan, but I think I like Matt Ryan in a situation where you're turning to a backup. Okay,
1: I would say six. I would say six. Start him, but if you have someone better that you're more comfortable with, do it. Would it be? But shocked? then again, then again, I don't know why you drafted Dak if you're not really comfortable with him.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like. Would I be shocked that he t- that he uh, comes out rusty in his first real regular season game action since that day against the Giants? Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest. But you drafted Dak in a spot where you're drafting Dak. I mean, you're starting Dak. Bro. Bro. Because that would be like saying, well, you know, I drafted Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to start him this week against New Orleans. Right. Right. It's right. like but well, well, but then why did you draft him if you weren't confident in the player? You could have picked somebody else, you could have waited.
1: Yeah. You could have drafted anybody else. You could have waited. Yeah. You could have, waited. You could have taken uh you could have taken maybe T Higgins instead of you took oh, a quarterback.
0: You could have either you could have taken T Higgins over Amari Cooper, but no, you took Dak.
1: Don't get me started. Don't get me started. That that gives me so that gives me severe PTSD. <laughs> The fact that we even had that conversation this year that there was a point where T. Higgins was being drafted over Amari Cooper. Disgusting. Remember those days, Adam, when we were in the middle of the offseason? We were recording, it'd be like February, and we were both throwing fits about T. Higgins being drafted in the fifth round. Yes. Now here we are, 48 hours before the start of football. Ah, And we're still throwing a fit about T.
0: Higgins being drafted ahead of Amari Cooper.
1: True, true, but... I like Higgins, but besides the point. Besides the point, I said that quietly. Said that quietly.
0: Okay. Um, what about Zeke? Eight,
1: eight. Have to start him. Yeah, have to start him.
0: Would you start Tony Pollard in this situation?
1: Nope. Okay. No, I didn't think so. No. <laughs>
0: Why? <laughs> Mr. Why? Mister Standalone Value. Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. 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 Amari Cooper.
1: Oh, a five. A five. I would love to sit him if you can. What about CD? Nine. Yeah. Must start. Michael Gallup. Deeper leagues. He's an okay start. Seven. What about the tight
0: ends? Jarwin and Schultz.
1: I would love to sit both until I see who's getting more of the work. So if there, if there's one that's getting more work than the other, then you can make a case that, that guy's top 15 tight end. So if Schultz, if Schultz outworks Jarwin, you know, say six catches to two, Schultz might be a very, very easy must add guy. So okay. just take notice of that when you're watching, just kind of see the tight end splits for, for Dallas, because it's well noted. The tight end position with Dak Prescott as the quarterback for Dallas is a very fruitful spot. So just be very mindful of who the starter is for Dallas. And that guy could definitely have top 15 appeal at the position.
0: Okay. Um, And then moving on to Tampa, unless you want to talk about the defenses or you want to say the defenses for
1: last. Um, If you're starting the Dallas Cowboys defense, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Okay. That's why good, good, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Have fun.
0: Be yeah. safe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Be safe. Um, Remove all sharp objects from the room. While correct. The game. <laughs> correct. Uh, and, and, and and seek medical help. Seek medical help because yeah, no, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Friends. Don't let Fred start the Cowboys defense. against Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, Tom Brady, you starting uh, him? Yeah.
1: I don't yeah. know how I could say anything other than a 10. Cowboys well, defense absolutely sucks. You have Brady after just winning a Super Bowl at home, cool. start of the new season, Evans, Godwin, Brown, Gronk, return of O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, The the world is his oyster. It just seems like 10. Tom, he's a Tom must Brady start
0: going up against the Dan Quinn-led
1: defense. Yeah, he's a must start. Like I, I don't know who you would start Tom Brady over. Like I, I honestly, if you have Tom Brady and you have someone else, who is that someone else that you would start over Tom Brady? I, I don't know.
0: Probably not. I don't think.
1: Zach Wilson I mean, probably for Adam.
0: No. Well, I just, here's what, here's my situation. I wouldn't even have Tom
1: Brady in my, on my team. True. But would you not start, if you were in a, if you were just, you know, putting together a lineup, the yep. full player pool, and mm-hmm. the two quarterbacks remaining were Zach Wilson or Tom Brady, you're starting Zach Wilson. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go.
0: No. In no, in no we're certain. We're I being
1: would, truthful to ourselves.
0: I would absolutely, I would tank my team's value. To not start Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Because fuck him. <laughs> because fuck him. Because fuck
1: him. Oh, God. All right. Well, yeah. Tom Brady, Ted. Start him, please. Running Thank backs.
0: You. Running backs. Rojo. Leonard Fournette. Um, Rojo is
1: probably a three. Fournette's probably a two. Bernard, if he plays, I would say a four. I think he has a carved out role. I think he's got a solid floor in PPR. So four, maybe a five. I would avoid the running back though if I possibly can.
0: Okay. Um, and then the receivers.
1: Goblin, Evans, Brown. I mean, Evans is probably a nine. Godwin is probably a nine. AB is a seven. I think he's a really good flex play if need be. Maybe you could make a case for him being a low-end wide receiver two for the week. I don't have him ranked as that. I have him as a high-end flex. But wouldn't surprise me if AB comes out and has a big game. Wouldn't would surprise you, me at all.
0: Would you start AB in three receiver leagues?
1: Yes. Yes, I would. It
0: depends It depends over who. Oh, actually – the real question would be: Would you start AB and two receiver leagues?
1: Depends over who. Like okay, the, the the debate that I'm having right now in my head is: Mari Cooper or Antonio Brown. I'm really considering starting Antonio Brown. I'm really, really, really considering it. Some people are going to say that's fucking absurd, but it's the lay of the land.
0: Yeah, I. Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown.
1: Oh, yes, he does. To
0: a kind of creepy degree, frankly.
1: Tom Brady absolutely adores A.B. Adores him. But,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess he'd be worth a start.
1: I think he's a very good start in 12-team leagues. Very good start.
0: Yes. In shallow leagues – or in, a, in deep leagues, he's a good start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A really good one.
0: Because you don't have, you know, the options aren't as good in deep I leagues.
1: Think I, and, and this is kind of shallow for me to say because you only get one night. But whatever the price is for AB and DFS for Thursday night, yeah, I think that's really going to be worth trying to pull off there. But I think a lot of people are just going to see AB for how cheap he is. And they're going to be like, yep. Okay. Boop. And. I agree. So. And then how do you feel about
0: the tight ends? I feel like for this, Gronk is the guy to start. I want to Um, see what's going on with Howard and Bray.
1: I would love to not have to start any of them. Like, I'm staring down the barrel of having to start Gronk, and I absolutely hate it. Like, I really, really, really hate it.
0: I just want to see what the offense looks like with all three of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because as I, I, unfortunate
0: as it was, I mean, O.J. Howard's Achilles injury made it a lot easier for Bruce Arians to just start Gronk.
1: I mean, my thinking is Gronk is going to be this for the vertical guy. He won't see a lot of receptions. He'll get you your touchdowns. Mainly, could be a blocking guy. Whereas I think the receptions guy is probably going to be O.J. Howard. Probably, if I if I had to guess. And then Cameron
0: Raid's probably going to get traded or something. Who knows?
1: reunite him with his fellow Harvard alumnus Brian Fitzpatrick
0: yeah but what about Logan Thomas
1: um Adam yeah don't you don't you want to see Harvard and Harvard playing together the Harvard just, stack I you just go watch Harvard the Harvard stack it would be great
0: it's fine it uh, would I'm be good. great I'm good with that
1: Adam. It takes it takes so much to impress you. No comment. It does not so take so much to so impress much. you.
0: No, it does not. I guess it does. I don't know.
1: It most certainly does.
0: Is there any other bits of uh, news or just something with the with these two teams that you want to talk about before we sign off here? Uh,
1: bench the Bucks defense if you can. I think this Cowboys offense might be a little too good.
0: I don't know. I think the Bucks defense, I mean, I think there are better options. they are definitely oh, they're, better. Yeah, there, there are better options, of course, but I think the game is still going to be kind of sloppy. It's I wouldn't risk it because that, that's you know what I'm
1: know? saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I wouldn't risk it on a Thursday.
0: Because if your defense, if this is a blowout, if the Cowboys blow out the
1: Bucs. They're not going to. I promise you that.
0: God willing, if the Cowboys blow out the Bucs.
1: promise it's not going to happen.
0: If that happens, then you're fucked for the whole week. Yeah. Because if you get like a negative two from your defense, you're already behind the eight ball, and there was only one game played. So, yeah. I would highly recommend staying away from both defenses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, quite honestly, if you can avoid anybody on Thursday period, awesome. Do it. Because fuck Thursday. But obviously people want to have guys in the first game of the year. So they can just be like, Oh, it's the first game and I have players playing in my fantasy team. I can watch. Yeah.
0: Fun stuff. I'm sure people were so happy when they had Clyde, uh, in the first game last year, and he just oh. did jack and shit.
1: Oh, Adam, I know we were both thrilled. Yeah, when Clyde got stuffed at the goal line five fucking times in a row, and yep. there, there we were just,
0: yay! We win, told you, win. We, we told you,
1: and now here we are, having drafted him for the co-op team. Oh, it yeah. comes full fucking circle.
0: But people were drafting him in the first round. That's the that's the key. They were drafting him to be the lead back on their team. But we're, we have Derek Henry.
1: And we fucking told you not to. You fucking eejits. That's how, that's how they say it over in the UK. That's how my people say it. My people. You eejits. Okay. Can you say that, Adam? Can you say it? Eejits? Eejits, yes. It sounds like a slur.
0: I feel like I'm saying something really horrible.
1: See, I learned that actually from a man Troops. Shout out Troops. Great guy. Okay. Great guy. Great guy. You know, Troops, Mr. Mister Barstool himself. Yeah. Great guy. Mr. Barstool, formerly of AFTV.
0: Anyway. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Fantasy Show, but everything in the Basement Talk Podcast umbrella, wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsell, I'm Adam Castor, and we'll
1: talk to you next time. See ya. Bye-bye.